Hey everyone, welcome to Latin Entertainment, as we present Support Latino Businesses, the show, where we interview various businesses across Abiyala. Also, if you haven't, please join the Facebook group Support Latina Businesses on facebook.com slash group slash support Latina businesses, where you can network with a wide range of people in the pursuit of cooperative economics. Now let's get into today's episode where we're interviewing Elena from Brooklyn Warming. Tune in and find out. Hi, my name is Elena and I'm the creator of Brooklyn Warmi. Um, my business seeks to create representation for a lot of the Andean community in the diaspora. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's really about it. Love it, love it, love it. And so like, what, what are some of the products that you are selling within this business? Um, but yeah, I started with t-shirts um, that not everybody realizes that because I have so much jewelry now. But I started off making t-shirts and then I got into jewelry. Then I got into um, mugs and uh, like small pouches. Um, I'm about to drop some keychains and notebooks. <laughs> so it's a wide variety. So um, I noticed that a lot of your products are very, yeah, like as you shared, in Andean inspired. Uh, what events have led you to um, be, um, be very intentional with this type of design? So I am an Andean adoptee. Um, I was adopted from Peru, modern day Peru in 1990. And I disconnect with the culture that, um, that I didn't grow up with, basically. Um, kind of hindered my, my relationship to who I was, who I am as a person. Um, and in 2005, I went back to Peru and I met my biological family and I was able to more so reconnect and get like a understanding of who I am, my background, like, and figure out, you know, who I am as a person. <laughs> and it turns out that my family is Quechua. Um, my family is from the Andes. They're from Puno. And I really wanted to be intentional about retracing my history, retracing my ancestry um, and living up in New York City. Like we found, I found everything except Andean jewelry or Andean representation. So that's something I really wanted to incorporate with my line. And so now what events have led you to even be creating this business in general? Just Really, honestly, just lack of, I know people say that a lot, but really lack of representation. Um, I really describe myself as a fat, brown, indigenous woman, and I never saw that growing up. So that really is kind of the route I've taken. I'm also a mother, so I want my, my child to see it as well, you know? What are some uh, moments of success or accomplishments that you've experienced thus far? Um, my biggest accomplishment is really just starting. <laughs> um, I think imposter syndrome plays a huge part in why it took me years to really fully start. Um, I didn't feel worthy of it. I didn't feel like I deserved any of it. Um, and just starting is an accomplishment. Starting anything is an accomplishment. When you really put your mind to something and you, besides just putting pen to paper, you put action, you put words into actions. It, it's an accomplishment. And I feel success every single time that I talk to somebody and they're just like, yo, I, I hear you. I feel you. Like I see you, you know, cause it goes both ways. Like I see y'all too. 
would you mind just elaborating on what you mean by imposter syndrome? Just just because I feel like I'm also in that kind of realm as well. Yeah. Um, so imposter syndrome is kind of like, oof, I know how it feels. I'm really bad at describing things, but it's kind of like, I don't feel like I deserve it because um, I didn't grow up with the culture around me, which then like feels like, why, why should I start it? You know, why, why am, why am I here? Why am I shouldn't do this anymore? Um, and then, you know, it, it becomes this way of like, okay, now I'm going to, I'm not going to do it because I don't think I deserve it. Basically it just stops you from really being your truest self, your greatest self. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel worthy of the things that you accomplish though you've worked hard. It doesn't feel like you are the one that deserves it all. Well, then the next question is what are some moments where you had to endure some growth and moments of learning thus far? This whole experience is learning. (laughs) Um, I think because I'm starting to connect with a lot of Um, writers and photographers who know so much about our history and scholars and teachers. And it's just like, everybody knows so much. And then somebody says something different than another person. And it's like, Hmm, it's not like I have to believe either of their versions, but it's kind of like, they're both saying the same thing, just different ways. Right. So it's, it's like the beauty of learning through other people has been a lot of growth. Um, there's stories that I never heard about before. And it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to take in. Sometimes it's overwhelming, <laughs> but other than that, it's like, I appreciate the beauty in all of it. And, and so now what are your thoughts on cooperative economics? So part of my brand is also to give back Um, so I think that's kind of how I incorporate cooperative economics (laughs) is like, I take from the consumer, right. Which is their payment. And I've always said, like, if I have it, I will give back. Um, that's always been something that I've been taught. So I donate back into, um, different communities within Abiyayala. So. Yeah. We might sharing like those, those names and. Instagram, so. Oh, yeah. So we've had um, Torpo Iwarmi, which is a dope organization that helps young women um, in the Amazon uh, have an education, get their medical stuff. Um, I teamed up. Well, I'm, I didn't team up, but I'm part of the Pumas Collective, where we did a huge fundraiser for um, the Iversidad Huanca, which is this LGBTQ plus um, organization in Peru. Uh, so that was super dope. That was the most, I think we raised about a little over $4,000 for that. So that was really amazing. Um, and then currently I'm, oh, what else? I've also organized to, um, the front lines in Colombia. I've also donated to, uh, wow, I'm losing all the names. I've donated to this other collective that, um, pays uh, LGBTQ plus artists for their performances. Um, I've donated into Stapi uh, Chai, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> and they just teach uh, 
locals how to harvest their food, grow their food, and basically redistribute into their own community. Um, I've also donated to an organization, I forget, Chinjaya, I think that's what it's called, the Chinjaya organization where they help um, people sustain jobs in Puno. So, so yeah, make, make sure you all follow these organizations. Yeah, I, <laughs> I probably, I can't remember all of them at the moment or like the full names, but they're on my page. So if you want to check them out. How do you like time and task manage your, how do you, how do you manage your time and like schedule your appointments and all, all this and that? How do you go about that? I wing it. <laughs> I, um, no, <laughs> kind of. I think that's something that I am growing into. It's that I'm so used to not having a schedule. So I took a measured risk and I want to emphasize that because um, I did save a lot of money at the beginning of the pandemic. And then I got all the money that I had from the trips that I planned for that year when the pandemic hit. So I had a bunch of like extra money to the side, super blessed and super grateful for that. Um, so I was able to take a measured risk and invest in my business. Right. And I was able to kind of sustain myself for a while. Um, and I say this because my time management has not been my biggest, (laughs) um, my biggest accomplishment. (laughs) I'm somebody who's now like, okay, I can do this, 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 and this at this time. Or I, I spread myself really thin and I do like a little bit of everything. And then I forget one thing. So that's something I still need to improve on is time management. I'm not perfect. It's my first year in business. Um, I had, I had already in my mind, I was going to make the first year so many mistakes and I have, and that's okay, but that's all from learning. So I'm going to get better at time management and rest because I don't sleep, but that's just natural. (laughs) What advice would you give to young Andy and entrepreneurs? Just go for it. Take a measured risk, see what your options are and go for it. Um, not everybody's able to kind of give up everything and start because we all, you know, we live in a society where rent has to be paid, bills continue to come. And if you miss one, maybe you'll be in a bad situation. So you have to take these measured risks and really weigh out your options. Um, entrepreneurship is not for everybody because if you're somebody who really likes structure, you have to be in charge of that structure. Um every single day and hold yourself accountable every single day, but go for it. Like live your dreams. Like there's really, you can do anything you set your mind. So as corny as that may sound, I truly believe that. So from t-shirts, um, jewelry, where do you see Brooklyn warming in five years? <sighs> five years. I hope in a store. <laughs> um, the main goal is to eventually have a storefront or an entire store where I'm able to sell, you know, sell other people's uh, jewelry, uh, crochet, prints, everything from indigenous artists uh, all around and, you know, make it a safe space for us and, you know, host workshops, poetry nights, and really just have a community center. 
And who are some people who have inspired you over the years? Um, okay, first of all, my child. Um, they are my biggest inspiration all the time, every day. Um, I've run into so many different So let's see. I would top of this year say Connie Chavez um, has been a huge inspiration to me. Um, go follow her at Connie Cons on Instagram. Um, she was the first one I've ever seen do. Her brand is Alegria Peruana X, and she was the first one I've ever seen to do something solely about Peru. Um, because Peru is not very known or spoken about here in New York City as far as I've grown up hearing. Uh, Cholita New Yorkina, which is my really good friend, Angie, like she is my sister. Like we talk about so much. Um, we talk a lot in depth about like colorism within the indigenous community and the Andean community. And, you know, I think... There's uh, Indigenous Pride, which is Anthony Baitacocha. Like, he is so wise. Um, like, his knowledge is just paramount. Um, and it's just, he deserves his flowers, you know. <laughs> um, I would definitely also say Arnold, which is Nuamauta, who is, like, the, the genius of, like, the next generation. Although I think we're kind of in the same generation. <laughs> But um, he's a genius, super smart, and like the sweetest person ever. Um, let me see. There's there's so many. There's too many to name, but I guess those are like the ones that come to mind at this moment. What, what, um, is, a, what is a message of appreciation you received that wasn't from a friend or family? There is this one person um, who's not a friend or family. We've never met. Maybe we're internet friends, but they just kind of slid into my DMs and was just like, you know, your energy is going to take you so far. Like the love that you have is going to take you far. Like I see you shaking hands, which means prosperity and good fortune. And that, that message has stuck so much with me, like throughout my entire time being in Brooklyn Watermi. And um I would also say uh, this other person, her name is Delilah. Um, she's a huge inspiration uh, for me as well. She's just overall positive person. Um, again, internet friends, <laughs> but her words are just like always embedded in my mind and my heart. Just kind of like, you got this manifest it. Every day is going to be a struggle, but you got it, you know? And that's really what I want. That's really what I need to hear. And that's really what I want to tell other people too. Like, it's going to be, a struggle, but it's going to be worth it. Whether you learn from it or like you fail from it, it's going to happen, but you're going to take that and it's going to make you grow into something completely different than you are now. Love that. And so now let's close with like one, one minute promotional speech. How would you like to, um, one minute of anything you want to share about your business and promoting and such? Okay. <laughs> Um, Brooklyn Watermi is a place not just to sell items, but for a community, for us to have conversations, for us to learn from each other and grow with each other and talk. Um, yes, you can find really dope jewelry items. Maybe your, your people are in, like if you're a Quechua, if you're Quechua, 
if you're Mapuche, like maybe I'll have some of your items here, you know, still growing, but you deserve to feel seen. Like every part of you that wasn't represented in media or in textbooks deserves just as much recognition as everybody else does. Um, Brooklyn Watermi is also a place for body positivity, um, body inclusivity. Um, while media has always allowed us to only see uh, thin folk as beautiful, European-centric, Euro Eurocentric features as beautiful, trying to break those barriers with just being who you are and embracing all of your features is really what I want to incorporate into this line. Um, you can find t-shirts that have Afro-Peruvian figures that have different sayings, um, that have messages. You can find Vipala keychains that just help you kind of connect back to home. And that's really what I want Brooklyn Watermi to be for you is a home. Thank you, Elena, for sharing and joining us today. Forever at home. Again, make sure you follow Brooklyn Warmy and check out her website at brooklynwarmy.com. Also, make sure you follow us on Latin Entertainment and check us out on all our platforms from Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. And get ready for next week's episode. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, support Latina businesses. <laughs>